1: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery.
2: Tonight, the vaccine mandate for kids as California becomes the first state to require the COVID vaccine for all students, impacting millions of children. The mandate means all public and private school children in the nation's largest state will need to be vaccinated. Could other states soon follow? Plus, a new pill to cut hospitalizations and deaths by 50 percent. President Biden's high-stakes trip to Capitol Hill. What happened inside the president's meeting with fellow Democrats? Will they reach a deal to save his domestic agenda?
3: It's been six minutes, six days, or six weeks. We're going to get it done.
2: Women's soccer scandal. Tonight, why stars Megan Rapino and Alex Morgan are furious. The league canceling this weekend's matches amid allegations of a cover-up and sexual abuse. Slower mail delivery. The new rules that take effect today. What it means for millions who rely on the Postal Service for deliveries of medicine and paychecks. One pill can kill. Overdoses hit record highs. Fueled by a flood of fentanyl-laced pills, heroin, and cocaine. Tonight, a mother's pain. I have a huge hole in my heart. Sunscreen recall. Why Coppertone is pulling these popular items off the shelves. And on the road, with floodwaters rising, a driver's prayers were answered by the few and the proud.
3: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening and thank you for joining us on a busy Friday night. We begin with a flurry of major developments in the COVID pandemic from coast to coast. California's governor made a monumental announcement today requiring COVID vaccines for all school kids from kindergarten to 12th grade once vaccines for kids are fully approved by the federal government. Well, tonight, as the U.S. nears 700,000 deaths from the coronavirus, the U.S. drug company Merck says it has developed a new pill that could be a game-changer when it comes to treating coronavirus. Merck is now planning to seek emergency use authorization from the FDA for the world's first antiviral pill to treat COVID. And there's breaking news in New York City, where a group of public school teachers asked the Supreme Court to block a vaccine mandate that's set to kick in today. CBS's Nikki Batiste is in the Big Apple right now to lead off our coverage. Good evening, Nikki.
4: Nora, good evening. Here in New York City, the deadline has just passed for all public school staff to get at least one COVID vaccine or face, determ- face termination. And we're just learning the Supreme Court has refused to block that mandate. And today, another mandate in California. All eligible school-age children must be vaccinated against COVID as soon as the FDA gives full approval for the shot.
3: We want to end this pandemic.
4: California Governor Gavin Newsom took a bold step today, making his state the first to mandate COVID vaccinations for eligible children in public and private schools once the vaccine is approved by the FDA.
0: In fact, I
3: anticipate other states to follow suit as well.
4: The vaccine will be added to the list of other vaccinations, like measles and chicken pox required by schools in California. About a third of California kids, 12 to 17, are not vaccinated against COVID.
3: I'm 100% in favor of it.
4: Meanwhile, today, drug company Merck announced its experimental pill, Molnupiravir could be a game changer to treat COVID.
5: This is quite impactful data that, that we hope offers a little ray of hope during this dark time of the pandemic.
4: In the trial, patients with mild to moderate COVID at risk for serious illness were given treatment over five days. Data showed it reduced the risk of hospitalization by 50% with no deaths. There were eight deaths in the group given a placebo. The results were so promising, the trial stopped recruiting participants, and the company is now racing to file an emergency use authorization with the FDA. Nationwide, cases of COVID continue to decline after the summer surge. But 56-year-old Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh didn't escape its reach, testing positive for COVID. The fully vaccinated justice is asymptomatic, but likely won't be on the bench when the new term starts on Monday. And in New York City tonight, the deadline for all school employees to get at least one shot has passed. About 20% of nearly 4,600 school safety agents still have not been vaccinated against COVID and will not be eligible to work Monday. Hundreds could be forced to take unpaid leave or lose their jobs. Do you think schools will be less safe on Monday?
3: Schools will definitely be less safe on Monday because you have less school safety agents.
4: I can't afford to live on the streets. I need my to pay to take care of my bills. The threat of losing her job pushed school cafeteria worker Allison Boston to get her first dose this week reluctantly. Now that you have a vaccine dose, do you feel safer going into school? Yes, honestly, yes. We learned today an FDA advisory committee is meeting on October 26 to discuss a vaccine for younger kids, a positive development for the prospect of shots being available for kids ages 5 to 11 around Halloween. Nora. All right, Nikki
2: Batiste, thank you. Back here in Washington, President Biden left the Oval Office and went to the Capitol today, hoping to salvage the major pieces of his legislative agenda. And tonight, we're learning new details about what the president told members of his own party. CBS's Nicole Killian joins us from the Capitol. Nicole, so what did the president say?
6: Nora, President Biden urged the fighting factions in his party to compromise, and he isn't putting a timetable on when to get it done. <laughs> President Biden trekked to Capitol Hill late Friday to rally fellow Democrats around his signature priorities.
3: It doesn't matter whether it's in six minutes, six days, or six weeks. We're going to get it done.
6: The high-stakes visit capped off a day of discussions among Democrats. We're in the middle of mashed potatoes
3: or sausage
6: making. That's what legislation is. Dug in over differences.
1: We need to be real. Are we going to deliver universal pre-K to this country or not? Are we going to expand health care to our seniors and include vision and dental or not?
6: Progressives continue to push for a massive $3.5 trillion social spending package, but moderates want a number at least half the size.
1: Acknowledge that you may have to concede on that and come down. Well, I think I've already said we have to get everybody on board.
6: Without a resolution, a vote on a smaller bipartisan infrastructure bill has been put on hold at least twice. How disappointed are you? That
0: that well, voted? look, I'm a legislator. I understand this thing. We set certain timetables. Uh, we're trying to get this uh, moving. We're trying to get momentum. We, we understand where everybody's at.
6: The impasse over infrastructure is already having an impact on the Department of Transportation, where 3,700 workers were temporarily furloughed.
5: 4,000 lives and families, too. That might be furloughed because of us. I mean, come on.
6: Lawmakers are working on a short-term measure to restore some of that
2: transportation funding until that bipartisan infrastructure vote can happen. Nora? So interesting, the president telling those members that 3500000000000 trillion isn't happening. Nicole Killian, thank you. Well, tonight, the world of professional women's soccer is turned upside down after a shocking report that a prominent male coach is accused of coercing players into having sex. The top league canceled all of its games for this weekend, and now soccer's international governing body is investigating. CBS's Dana Jacobson reports.
7: to the top corner Outraged tonight from one of soccer's top women players reacting to allegations of sexual misconduct by coach Paul Riley Megan Rapino accused the National Women's Soccer League of failing to address allegations of abuse against players writing on Twitter men protecting men who are abusing women burn it all down let all their heads roll Riley is the third coach since August to be fired over allegations of abuse. The North Carolina Courage let him go after he was accused of sexual coercion by former players Sinead Farley and Mana Shim in a bombshell article in The Athletic. Farley says Riley coerced her into a sexual relationship when she was 22 and recruited her to three different teams he coached. Her Portland Thorns teammate, Mana Shim, says she was
1: manipulated by Riley as well. Farley they said, were brought back to Paul Riley's house after a night of drinking out with the team. And he encouraged them to kiss in his apartment. In canceling this weekend's games, league president Lisa
7: Baird apologized to the players and staff, saying, I am so sorry for the pain so many are feeling. Back post, Alex Morgan. But star player Alex Morgan says she reported Riley's behavior back in 2015. In a statement, she said the league was informed of these allegations multiple times and refused multiple times to investigate the allegations. Riley has denied the
1: allegations. He has a huge role in the professional league, but he also has influence across the entire sport. So there was always a level of concern that something still might happen to them. Dana Jacobson, CBS
7: News, New York. All
2: right, tonight investigators are looking into what caused a deadly midair collision in Chandler, Arizona. A single engine plane and a helicopter collided not far from an airport. The chopper crashed in a field and two people inside were killed. The plane landed safely. A flight instructor and student who were on board were not hurt. The U.S. Postal Service is hitting Americans with a one-two punch. Today, first-class mail delivery times were slowed down. Sunday, the price of sending a package goes up. CBS's Chris Van Cleve on how this will impact customers.
5: For Kiani Wong's Hawaii-based footwear business, the post office's slower shipping and holiday surcharge up to $5 a package will deliver a hit to her bottom line.
6: I really do feel like it's it's just another nail in the
5: coffin. As part of a 10 year plan to slash billions in debt and modernize the post office, controversial Trump appointee, Postmaster General Louis DeJoy ordered the slowdown. Now about 30% of first class mail and packages will take up to five days to arrive instead of two to three, meaning longer waits for letters, bills, even prescription medication for millions of Americans. You will pay more and get less. Yes. Does that make sense? Congresswoman Brenda Lawrence, who spent 30 years as a postal worker, is demanding answers after the Postal Regulatory Commission questioned if raising prices while reducing service is good business. I would be more receptive if they said we're going to try this in and in, in pilot this program. But to change the standards without it being vetted, is unacceptable. The post office will now rely largely on ground transportation, not airplanes, to move first class mail, something it says is cheaper and more reliable. For Wong, it means a holiday season without much cheer.
6: Not only are we paying more for our our postal service, our
2: customers' packages may or may not arrive on time, which is huge for the holiday season.
5: Making snail mail slower, the post office says, will help it make a 95% on-time delivery goal. Last quarter, they were around 88% on-time delivery for first-class mail. And these changes come just weeks after the agency
2: raised the cost of postage. Nora? Uh, Yeah, I read one expert say that mail delivery is going to be slower than it was in the 1970s. Chris Van Cleef, thank you. And tonight, an urgent warning from the DEA about fentanyl, laced drugs on the streets of America. There are millions of these dangerous fake pills out there, and they are killing thousands of Americans. CBS's Jeff Pagase reports.
8: Matthew Loudon was a star hockey player in high school. Huge Washington Capitals fan. By 21, he was dead from a fentanyl overdose. His mother, Dina, found him in the basement. I can tell you miss him. I do. I do. I miss him every day. I have a huge hole in my heart. Matthew, who struggled with depression, had taken a pill laced with fentanyl, an opioid 100 times more potent than heroin. I saw Matthew and, you know, quickly turned him over, and I knew he was gone. Nearly 75% of the 93,000 drug-related deaths last year were attributed to illegal fentanyl. It's smuggled into the U.S., mainly from Mexico, hidden in tires, trucks, even loads of frozen fish. In Laredo, Texas, seizures at the
0: border are up 1,500 percent this year. We're seeing them in very small packages, which makes it even more challenging for, for our workforce to, to interdict. The cartels
8: lace drugs like cocaine and heroin with fentanyl and use it to make fake pain pills that end up on American streets. The US government seized one point eight million counterfeit pills in the last two months. One pill can kill. Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco said the pills look like real drugs.
1: They're being sold over the internet and on social media platforms like Facebook Marketplace or Snapchat, and they're being marketed to teenagers.
8: To me, it's just um it's horrible. Dina has stitched together Matthews hockey jerseys to remind her of her son, who she says was her life. We have to get the word out. People need to know what fentanyl is. Because fentanyl and those fake pills are killing unsuspecting Americans at an unprecedented rate. The DEA has issued a public safety alert for the first time in six years. Nora.
2: It is so true. We have to get the word out about these fake pills that are out there. They're so deadly. Jeff Pegues, thank you. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings at hundreds of stores, including Doc Martens, Ninja Kitchen, and Hotels.com. Tonight, new body cam video has surfaced of Gabby Petito speaking with police in Utah about a month before she was reported missing. The 22-year-old appears shaken, telling officers her fiancé, Brian Laundrie, assaulted her during an argument. Petito said she hit Laundrie first and he grabbed her face. Laundrie has not been seen in more than two weeks. His parents and sister insist they do not know about his whereabouts. All right, tonight, Pat Robertson is stepping down from the 700 Club. After more than half a century as host, the 91-year-old created the Christian Broadcasting Network. His son, Gordon, will take over. All right, tonight, Coppertone is voluntarily recalling five of its aerosol sunscreens because they contain benzene. That's a chemical that can cause cancer with repeated exposure. The affected products shown here were sold at stores nationwide. Coppertone says it hasn't received any reports of illnesses linked to those recalled products. Everyone knows Marines are always ready, and they proved it once again with an unexpected amphibious mission— Here's CBS's Steve Hartman on the road. Traffic and weather on the
3: 8th. It was a deceptively beautiful morning in the nation's capital.
0: Severe weather is not expected today. But by
3: that afternoon, several inches of heavy rain had fallen in parts of the district. And no one was caught more off guard that September day than Virginia Waller of Hagerstown, Maryland. Virginia was coming down this exit ramp when she ran headlong into a flash flood. Hit the water with such force it tore off her license plate. Water so deep, her car wouldn't budge.
6: It was scary.
3: Had you ever felt that scared before?
6: No. I thought I could die.
3: Virginia is a woman of faith. But she says she's never prayed harder than she did at that moment.
6: Clinging on to the hope that God heard me.
3: A minute passed. You had to think you were seeing things.
6: Yeah, for a second, it was like, this is real. So I had to take my phone out and, and start recording it.
8: So cool.
3: What Virginia we, saw we was stuff. the next best thing to the hand of God.
8: The Marines are gonna help
3: yeah. us. Marines in dress blues who seem nice to appear out of nowhere. Thank you so much. Believe it or not, oh I've actually met these same men before and can personally vouch for their strength of character and their strength. Back in 2019, we did a story on this elite group known as the Body Bearers. Their mission here at Arlington Cemetery is to shoulder the burden of American grief, literally. Men so humble in their charge, they rarely do interviews. And we're especially reluctant to talk about rescuing Virginia that day. Yeah, we had to fight to get you on camera. (laughs) But they sat for me because they thought there could be a lesson in this.
0: The more I thought about it, I was like, well, that's this is kind of a platform to tell people to be the one to get out of your car. Like, that's
3: got to be the takeaway. In other words, it should be the motto of all Americans to leave no man behind. Not in a war,
1: just
3: not in a flood, not anywhere, in any way.
0: Oh, my
6: God. They didn't ask who we were. They just helped selflessly. And they didn't leave us behind that day.
3: And there's the first push oh yeah. in this American oh rescue God. plan. This is the most American thing ever. Steve Hartman, Thank you. on the road, yes, in Washington, D.C.,
2: Sunday on Face the Nation, Margaret Brennan's guests include New Jersey Senators Cory Booker and West Virginia Governor Jim Justice. And if you can't watch the evening news live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. I hope you have a great weekend. See you Monday. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wonderycom survey. Hi, this is Jill
6: Schlesinger, CBS News Business Analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch Podcast